Everybody, this is Hi. RPG Cast 490 Hi. for February 2nd, 2019, and I'm Anna Marie Privateer, your host. And the very obnoxious voice Hi. in the background is Chris Privateer, so we're going to ignore him. Hi. Hi, Jonathan. Oh, hello. <laughs> Jonathan Stringer. Hi, Joshua Carpenter. Good morning. Hi, Hi. Alex Fuller. How the scrolls? Shut up, Chris. <laughs> I'm, I'm that was banished. Alex who said Elder Scrolls, I'm, by the way. I'm banishing him Alex. from the cast. No, it's crazy, Chris. <laughs> no! Definitely, Chris. <sighs> so this that is moment. A... Sorry, go ahead. When you have you have other screens up, and then I get called on earlier, and then I expect him, oh, shit, where's that unmute button? <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, where is the mute? All right. So this has been sort of an interesting week, because uh, we uh, we did our... Our uh, Game of the Year podcast. Game of the Year! Woo! And uh, Game of the Year is really interesting because it doesn't actually reflect our Game of the Year awards, um, but it is sort of a unique opportunity for staffers that you don't normally get to hear on a podcast um, to get together and talk about um, the games of the last year. So please give that... Um, a listen. We love feedback. If there's a particular um, voice or personality that you heard that you thought was really exciting, you know, tell them, hey, I loved hearing, you know, you on the show. Please be on more. And, you know, maybe they'll show up on a different podcast like Q&A Quest or RPG Cast. And, and with 10 of us on that show, I hope you can actually tell people apart. <laughs> uh, yes, let's No, hope. probably not. <laughs> So just mess with them all and be like, who's the one who said this thing that I really disagree with? And should be on more. Yes. We expect violent disagreements That's and right. violent agreements. Violent. Why? Why so much violence, Anna? Rawr. Too much violence. Yeah, we play video games, right? Oh, right, right. <laughs> Got it. It's been coming up in the media a lot lately. No. All right. So um, let's jump into it. So... I've been playing Fairy Fencer F on the Switch. So have I! No, but you've been playing it on the PS4. On the PS4, I said, I've been looking at the game for a long time since before Anna started it, and I said, she's having fun. I'm going to play it too. We'll both have fun. And have we had fun? Yes. Yay. So you've made it through the first gameplay loop. Yep. So the way that you've this... You've made it through two of them. I've made it through two of them. So Look the way that this game works is you basically play half, half of the game through a standard route. And then there is a, a decision point where your actions or inactions um, determine what path you are going to go on to next. So like 99% of the time, the first path that you will go on is kind of nicknamed the goddess path. Um, and then you can go into New Game Plus. And when you go into New Game Plus, if you have um, Dark Advent Force, which is the PS4 slash Switch version of the game, there's actually two additional storylines. Um, that weren't available in the PS3 version. And so um, I did... It makes the game better because yeah. the Bromagular storyline is kind of all right. It's fine. It's, it's fine, fine now. Um, but the two new storylines are super interesting, um, relatively speaking. Particularly since you can kind of compare them to the things that happened in the original storyline. So I went through and I also finished what's commonly referred to as the Vile God storyline. 
and um, now I am launching into the third and final playthrough. The vile god, of course, referring to your feet. <sighs> no. So the her third storyline is no. where um, is typically sort of colloquially known as the evil goddess route. Mm. And those that, names... That colloquially refers to my cat, Sophie. <laughs> <laughs> and so those names don't make a lot of sense if you haven't played the game. And that's totally cool because as soon as you do play it, they will make a lot of sense. Sure. Um, so I'm really enjoying it. Um, I got. I have email. leveled the heck out of that game. Yeah. So Chris decided to break the game and level I broke all the game. to nine nine nine. The game lets you cheat itself with this stupid amateur setting that they gave everybody, and it turns the HP in the enemy so low that you can combine that plus a damage times two sword and go into super high level dungeons, um, eventually kill something and get so much XP and so many levels, and then. It starts a loop of grinding, and I like grinding, especially when it's exploiting game mechanics. And uh, I'm level 999 with everyone. <laughs> I have all the things to buy. And I'm overleveled. Yeah. I, there's nothing. So I turned the difficulty up to hell, which is the hardest added on by DLC difficulty. And it's still too easy. <laughs> <laughs> I destroyed the game. I broke it. You broke it. I could, like, give them up during a new game plus, I guess. But Yep. I don't want you, so I when did you, all that work. When you, when you go into a new game plus, there's a checklist of things that you can choose to carry over or not carry over. Um, but I got a really cool email this week um, from David. Hi, David. Who's and, David? Uh, David How, is someone... Have you been seeing this David guy? David is someone who bought Fairy Fencer F on my recommendation. Oh. And uh, he and I had a really interesting conversation, and it's something that I haven't mentioned, and I feel that I need to because it's kind of super annoying, particularly since I'm going through my third cycle, is when someone leaves your party, um, all of their equipment is unequipped. Isn't it awful? Doesn't that Oh, I've noticed this, hot Anna. garbage. Especially, like, I went and got those super powerful armors and stuff, yep. and then people would leave my party and come back, and, like, it would change everyone's equipment. It's so dumb. Yeah, so... Pileheart, learn to program. Yeah, that is really frustrating, particularly since there's like this series of events where it's like um, uh, Harley and um, who's the girl with the bonnet? Why am I? Tiara. Oh, oh, oh my Tiara. gosh. Why did I forget her name? So Harley and Tiara um, go into a tower with you and they leave your party and then they come back. So it's like, all right, it sucks that they got unequipped. So I'm going to reequip them. And then immediately the next dungeon, they leave again. And it's not that they're unequipped. It's they're equipped with stuff that you didn't want them on. It's like they oh, go back so to dumb. their default equipment. It's so dumb. And so it, it's like, okay, you go into this tower, you do some stuff, two people leave, they come back, so you put more equipment on them. And then the next dungeon you go into, they freaking leave again. And then even worse is you play as Fang for a little bit, and then you play as Tiara for a little bit, and then everybody gets back together, and no one has equipment on. It's dumb. Every time your party changes forcefully, it resets your equipment. So, yeah, I like this game, but that is so aggravating. So, buyer beware. There. Uh, it's like, I, people are like, you seem to really like this game. It's like, there's nothing wrong with it. And it's like, oh, oh, no, no, no. Let's talk about got, what's wrong with it. It's got problems. It's... It's music gets repetitive. It's got those those equipment management bugs, which are terrible. It has the worst fairy. Trying to figure out which uh, 
you can't see all the abilities on your fairies while you're trying to equip them. All right? You have to press a button and scroll over and then scroll a thing. And they didn't make it smart. They didn't just let you scroll it with the right stick or anything. And it's so annoying when you're trying to equip certain things on people. And then, by the way, it resets their equipment after you've done all that work. So this game has some UI management issues. Yeah. They don't take away from the enjoyment for me. Well, it doesn't matter too much to me now because people could be equipped with a frying pan and would still do like, <laughs> damage. But... Right. But I mean, I'm only level 100. I'm not 999. Well, so it you... does matter to me. What are you waiting for? <laughs> uh, the, uh, the ability. Okay. Now, you can mod this game on PC. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, what do you do with the mods? What are um, people doing? Stick stuff. Um, stick stuff? Yeah, stick stuff to characters so that they don't get unequipped. Oh, seriously? Yeah, oh. there's like a sticky mod. Oh, cool. Um, although the problem is this <laughs> has a chance of crashing the game. I would imagine. <laughs> um, I guess there's also a mod that like unlocks all the fairies so that you don't have to wait for the third playthrough to, um, get them all. Yeah. to, to have the capacity to uh, go to different storylines. Yeah. Eh. No, thanks. So, yeah, um, Fairy Finds Raph recently came out on the Switch. I enjoy it. The annoyances don't overcome the things that I enjoy about the game. The localization is really snappy. The characters are, like, really personable. Um, the controls are fairly good, except for the UI stuff. Yeah, I got to say, I got into this thing, so yeah, it and worked I mean, out well. I don't normally replay games, and I'm on the third cycle of this I game. honestly didn't think you'd stick with it. I decided no. I'm I'm going to try the other paths and see what they're like. I'm the glad game you did because it sounds like the that. writing's better. Yes, that's pretty high price. Yeah, if I'm going to play it more than once. Of course, at this point, um, playing it is a lot of pressing L2, and you get to skip to the story bits because yes. you're so powerful. And I will say <laughs> on the Switch, when you, um, I'm sorry, ZL on the Switch. Yeah, huh? when when you skip a lot of stuff, it can occasionally crash. What? Really? Yeah. It I've, crashed on you? I've had a couple crashes. <laughs> I hope you've been saving. I do save. By the way, manual regularly. saves in this thing. Yay. Yeah, no auto saving. <laughs> yeah. Um, which isn't a big deal. Uh, you say that because you're used to the old ways. Okay. It's time to move on. I'm I'm not a PC gaming overlord, so I'm not the, used to listen, anything auto saving. The, the big boy consoles do it too, Anna. Oh, whatever. <laughs> This game is on PS3 and PS4 and PC. None of those autosave. Yeah, that's not a good thing. Okay. That doesn't, that doesn't excuse it. That's actually more <laughs> <Fine>. condemnation. <laughs> Anyways, um, yeah, that's kind of been my whole week. I took a few days off of Free Enterprise. Um, yeah, what's up with that? You're I, a pro I, gamer, speedrunner. You I need know. to be doing this. Well, and the, the you're going to lose your sponsorships. The tournament starts in two weeks, so I'm going to be practicing a lot of that. When are you moving week? to the pro gaming house to practice 24 hours a day? <laughs> Never. <laughs> Please tell me what else you've been playing, Chris. You tried to play Anthem. Actually, a few people here tried to play Anthem. Yeah, we played Anthem. No. How'd you like Anthem, Josh? No. <laughs> <laughs> I enjoyed looking at loading screens. That was interesting. So I think that... Um, I had to do I... a lot of work to get my Anthem to even be let me in. Yeah, so... We got through that. That was mm -hmm. weird. The codes didn't work one day and the next day they did. 
and I got my Anthem downloaded and booted it up on PS4 and um, proceeded to play through all the story missions by myself. Because um, no you, one else could get on? No, it randomly matches you with people. Well, but no, I but I mean, you were planning on doing it with Josh and Wheels. Yeah, and then everyone was like, everything's broken, it's on fire. So I'm like, well, I'm just going to get this done while I'm still connected to the game. And I did, and... It was all right. It was fun. It felt like Destiny, and the story was cool. That, in fact, I like the story more than the gameplay. Um, and it looked shiny. Yeah, it has the guy. It um, had Zach McBrayer, the Fixic Felix voice. He's doing a side story with you in the bar, but that's not the main story. The main but story. But that had this... story is great. Yeah, and so was the main story. I like the little multiple man thing going on there. And oh that yeah, was good. yeah, that was nifty. Yeah, and then uh, you know you get through it, and then that's it, and then they don't give you any more story, and you're like, all right, I. Um, hmm. Yeah. What was your experience with the game, Josh? I was trying to think. I don't think I ever got to play two matches in a row without getting the infinite load bug. So matches, were you doing PvP then? No, no, no. I mean, just even the story match, even the story stuff, man, it all has to come online. It's all all hooked in. So you can't play even the story stuff without connecting to the server. Right. So every time you... Yeah. Every... Remember what I was doing, Anna, by the end there, is every time I'd load into an actual match or a thing where people were playing, Uh I had to quit the game and start it again. Yes. And Mm -hmm. then it would pop me in there, and I'd resume the mission, and I'd skip the beginning of all the missions, essentially. But it worked out, but I had to do that every time. (laughs) Yeah, it was really rinky-dinky. Is that what you had to do, too? Yep, that's what I had to do. Every time I tried to load a mission, you know, I'd do a mission, it'd take me back to the hub world. I'd come back to the hub world, and then when I would start the next mission, I would just be stuck at the loading screen, and I'd have to quit out and start over. But at least it reconnected you, and you got to finish the mission. It did. Do more story, I guess. It's weird. Like, I felt like they set themselves up to failure by calling it a beta. Yeah. So This this should have been called a stress test. it was stressed and it was test and it kind of failed people were very stressed about this game well and the problem was is like there were people that they had bought the founders pack and then they had given out all their friends so when you buy like there's a whole spreadsheet let's not get into that argument but like the idea is is if you buy some of the higher tier versions of this game not only did you get into this super early beta but you could invite like three or four of your friends i don't remember which one and the problem was is that if Um, I guess if you gave away all of your codes and all of them registered them, your original code stopped working. (laughs) So your friends could play and you couldn't. (laughs) Yeah. Oh man. So it was like, you know, Reddit and uh, like Twitter and all sorts of these places were like, I bought the founders pack for like a hundred dollars or whatever it was. And all of my friends are playing and I can't. Thanks. Yeah, it it was just a rough weekend for them. It it was a mess of a weekend, and they put up a blog post like yesterday saying this weekend, right now, going on right now, is the open beta. Um, And they they talk about how they're trying to make it better. I don't know. I didn't look at the news this morning to see how how it's going, Anna. Maybe you could check Reddit or something. Uh, Better Better? than last weekend? Okay, so good. Because they say they made a lot of fixes and are going to try and make it better. And then, like most of the fixes, they're not able to put into the, the betas. They apparently have to wait for the final version of the yeah, game. Yeah, so what they did is they forked. Yeah. Where they, they decided, all right, this is the beta path. Yeah. And that fork happened a, a, a while, while ago. ago, it seems. Probably back in December. Yeah, I, I would say mm-hmm. two or three months ago. During the alpha thing. 
But anyway, so the, the uh, most of the fixes will come when the game comes out. So I don't want to judge it too harshly based on this, other than to make fun of them calling it a beta when obviously it, it ain't. It, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, what did you think about the game, Josh? Is there what a the... loop here? Is the, is this an RPG that you want to play? Uh, yeah, I I I don't know. Like. The story may be okay, and it looks gorgeous. I mean, it, it really is an amazing-looking game. I don't know if the gameplay loop is going to hold up from... I, well, and I mean, part of that may just be that I'm not the kind of, like, Destiny person who wants to play essentially the same firefight over and over and over and over again with my friends. So, I so mean, the, the gameplay loops seem to be, like, story loops, which are going to be go to town, talk to, like, everybody in town, which means walking around really slowly, town, talking to everybody, mm-hmm. have interesting conversations, at least, then go out to a mission, do it, come back, talk to everybody at town again. And that'll yep. last for however long it lasts, then you're done with the story. And then um, I did get to play as part of the beta one of the dungeons, and um, I did that, and that felt good. It was a pretty lengthy experience, ended with a giant boss fight, the boss was cool, um, mm-hmm. and it felt very destiny to me, except, you know, just yeah. slightly different feeling shooting and moving. You can kind of fly in this game for a little, little while. So it's just very, yeah, you've mobility. got like an Iron Man suit where yeah. you can kind of fly around like that and even hover in the air and shoot if you get good with the controls. But ultimately <laughs> it's the same style of game to me. It's like kill yeah. a bunch of things, get some drops, um, level up your gear. And like, um, I got kind of bored with that with destiny it's not mm-hmm. because it's a bad loop. I'm not really bored with it with Monster Hunter, but you're I, not bored with it in Diablo. I'm not bored with it in Diablo. It's just I don't feel like playing another one of those games with shooting as the main method of interacting right now. And yeah. if I hadn't already played Destiny, then this would be like the thing, you know. So, wow. You know, for some reason, I don't get tired of it in a game like Diablo, but I do in like Destiny. Yeah. I, I don't know why that is. I don't. I don't know either. But um, I'm the same way. Yeah. yeah. It, you know, obviously some people are wired to really like that sort of shooter destiny thing. And some people aren't. And that's fine. But okay. yeah, I don't I don't I don't know about Anthem. Uh, what I do like in <laughs> Anthem is I can set things to easy. And um, yeah. I was able to finish them without lots of dying and stuff. And that was cool. Um, mm-hmm. So you can play through the story that way. But you get crappy drops if you play on easy. Oh, yeah. But oh, well. You get the better drops the harder you play it on, or at least that's what it said in the beta. I assume it'll be like that in the final game. Yeah, I figure it will be, but you know, whatever. I never even figured out how to change my out, how to change like the the weapons I had. Oh, I did do that. That's in the and there's a uh, next to the lady who takes care of your suit. There's a little button called the forge. Ah, oh, okay. Yeah, and you can do mess with stuff in there. So that's where you change your loadout, and that's how I made my suit. Uh, every piece of metal on my suit now is now gold yes, so I'm just a shiny gold, gold statue gold. <laughs> <laughs> yeah the beta didn't do a very good job of explaining exactly how to play right yeah it just kind of do- tossed you in and I mean I'm I'm torn between is that because they took the tutorials out because that's more of a main game experience or do they just expect you to understand how this gameplay loop works because there's a whole bunch of games like this yeah I mean like you could say the second, but the problem is yeah, that like yeah. it it controls differently than Destiny. You know, even the flying mechanic itself is considerably different, and the fact that like part of that flying mechanic is you're flying around the world, you'll just eventually overheat. 
So you'll start trying, what you need to do is kind of look for waterfalls or something that you can fly through so that it cools you off and then you can fly even farther. But the game doesn't explain any of that kind of stuff. Okay. So in the chat, you're saying there isn't PVP in this game. So is is it all PVE then, I guess? Maybe. That's the only thing that I've heard about. Interesting. Yeah, they'll probably add a mode at some point after launch, but yeah, it's <laughs> PvE. We'll, we'll get to some PvP nonsense later in the news. Um, Alex, since you piped... Oh, wait, wait, Josh, you didn't talk about the other thing that you've been playing <laughs> this week, and I want to hear about this. <laughs> have I been Josh, playing what did it, you or do? have I been terrorizing the staff with it? <laughs> Josh, Josh has been, has been playing Yeah, he's been Agarest posting nudie photos. Mariage. Oh, screenshots from Mariage, <laughs> a.k.a. nudie photos. They're not nude. They're tastefully PG thirteen. Yeah, there's and a lot all of, of the girls nipple. are specifically over the age of eighteen. Totally, <laughs> there's a totally. On this team page. There's a there's a big warning about it right at the very beginning of the game. All the girls in this game are over eighteen. Don't worry, you're okay. <laughs> they look like they're twelve. <laughs> oh goodness gracious! So you know, Kelly always has that thing with uh, the Dragon Quest where she talks about time to slime. Yeah. Oh, this one had like timed harem and it was like five minutes and you had your harem well i want to know time to sausage because <laughs> it's aggressed well, well oh i mean well, there's was... only two generations so did they have did they have a a girl eating a sausage suggestively is what i want to know no i haven't gotten to that yet okay. if there is one that's a lengthy time to sausage tts well, I will tell you, once you uh, like resonate with the girls, your sword gets bigger, and there's just this ridiculous <laughs> photo of all the girls staring at the main characters. Is that what kids call these days, resonating? <laughs> <laughs> so, um, just to be clear, Agares War Mariage is actually not a new game. So this game originally came out on the PSP. Oh, it did? Yeah, and I remember... Yeah. Did we not get it? No, because no. I remember I this was new. No, oh no, because I remember Gaijin playing this at like a Tokyo game show or some sort of event, being like, "We are never getting this." <laughs> yeah, it's new to the West. Yeah, not but, new, but new to us. Okay, great. But should we have gotten it? Are why we better not? off not getting it? <laughs> we get everything now, so why not? <laughs> Do we get everything? Pretty much. We got. We got uh... What What did we not get? Their actual ages. Oh yeah, that's true. We Ooh. do not get that. Ouch! Yikes. <laughs> Which maybe we don't want to be honest. So yeah. I mean, it's just not real specific in the Japanese what age they are. Yeah. Of course not. And I mean, it's just an easy fix to either. It's just an easy fix, and several easy companies fix. have done it, just to say, "Yep, they're all 18. <laughs> wow! How do they all end up being the same age? Yep, all eighteen over here. Like, um, you're not listening to my questions. Eighteen. <laughs> okay, I'm gonna go over here. Shout it from the tops. <laughs> Shout it from Defo the mountaintops. Eighteen. <laughs> totally. But I'm eighteen. So, Sorry. <clears throat> unlike all the other Agarest games, which I think all of them were all strategy RPGs, right? Mostly. Mostly. Yeah, this one is a, um, it's just a regular turn-based RPG. And it, man, it, it has, they, they spent their budget in weird ways. <laughs> Let's put it that way. Like, there is no overworld that you, um, that you come across in this game. 
you are just totally connect. Basi- basically, as you're traveling around the world, it's just uh, points on a map and just a line between them that you're moving your character across. Which is and pretty, then you have random. Which is pretty random- typical for like tactical RPGs. Yeah, I mean, yeah. That's it, all that Final Fantasy Tactics was. Exactly. That's very much what it's like. Only instead of having uh, random tactical battles, you're having just random encounters. Yeah, um, the combat itself is not bad. It's just not balanced very well. Like it's a really decent, um, you know, just pr- pretty fast-paced turn-based system, and all your different characters can have like I forget they give it's like four or five different uh, jobs that you can give them, where it's like attacker and healer, and you can swap them up, and they have skills, and then a big part of the game is um, the big part of the battle system is like trying to decide when you're going to. Um, well, well, yeah, that com- I'm getting, I'm getting this to that. isn't the Sims, the battle suit. <laughs> no, but it is, Chris, because yeah. the whole it, idea the is, on when to do is you're going to woohoo <laughs> with one of the girls that you're with, and then you change to the next generation. Oh, so it's Fantasy Star th- uh, Three. It's Great. Agorist Wars. Yeah. That's kind of it's like a staple Star. of the Agorist Wars series. Yeah. Well, it's is... not really a choice on when to do it, though. You just that just happens so when you get to plot. choose who though right yeah. yes all right so do they give you like a final uh choice like the end of the bachelor like which one will you choose or is it based on who you talk to the most along the way it's based on who you uh have have special time with the most throughout the uh that oh, section of God. the game <laughs> Damn this game or something <laughs> special time. Oh, and it's 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 just as um. Do you remember me talking about the uh? What was it? The maintenance in uh, oh, maintenance. crap. Demon Gaze Two, the maintenance mini game in Demon Gaze Two, Anna. Yeah, I played Where Demon Gaze. Do you remember? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's you, what I thought. Where you have to touch the girls in the right in the right spot. Same thing in this one. You got to touch the girls in the right spot. And once Don't. you've done that correctly, their stats levels raise. No, so you means no. stop touching the girls. But they have realistic jiggle stop physics. <laughs> Do we break Chris? <laughs> He's just sitting in his chair pouting now. <laughs> By the way, if you want to ever see Chris pout really epically, you can join us every weekend live at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific at twitch.tv slash rpgamer. All that 18 talk, I, I posted a link. I, now I just have that Alice Cooper song stuck in my head. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, the battle system is, like, based around... Um, deciding when you can kind of like pair all of the characters together to do like a really powerful attack. But you, you know, like you use, so you have to, there's also like, you're also playing with the turn order. So if you get all, if you manipulate the turn order to get all four characters in a row, you can have all four of them kind of like band together to do one attack where you'll do like three or 400% as much damage. But then, you know, you use up all four of those turns and then the boss will get like a bunch of turns back at you. So there's a little bit of interesting strategy to that, but the, I, I don't know, I'm like eight or nine hours in, and it just seems like it's not, unsurprisingly, it's not really well balanced. Well, I keep and- bouncing, I keep bouncing between like normal and easy difficulty, because the bosses are, you know, 
brutal, and then a lot of the uh, the regular battles are just kind of like uninteresting on easy. Yeah, <laughs> that's a common common theme in that series. Yeah. Well, this game they still hadn't still hadn't uh, nixed it, so. It's kind of unfortunate because, like, the battle system otherwise is kind of fun. The music in it is really good. I don't know if it's going to hold up for the entire experience, but, like, I've really been digging the music. Have you? Really good music. Wait, so you're nine hours in. Have you you progressed your generation yet? No, not yet. Wow. Okay. I think I'm getting close, but I haven't progressed the generation yet. All right. So I, think I, I have had now I have lost a little bit of time because this is another one no auto saves and when you die it's game over. Ooh. So I've there've been a couple of times where I've lost progress. <laughs> so I'm maybe like six or seven for you know maybe in the story, probably nine hours overall. It's it's not bad, yeah. If you're you know willing to tolerate that, it's very much that sort of game, and it's not just like the uh, there's not just the one you know, penultimate scene where you pair off with one of the girls. There's plenty of, uh, plenty of pervy scenes to go in between. All right, Alex, Alex, save us. Tell us about some wholesome games, please. Uh, well, I actually managed to finish my time at Porsche. And? Yeah, it was fun. It just took me way too long to finish. Okay. How old There's is Porsche? Issue there. Oh, over eighteen. Okay. It's it's a town, so I don't know, but yeah, probably older than eighteen. Please, did you get married to anybody? I did get married. Did you have to play a touching mini game? No, there's no touching mini games. I approve this game. I think. It's a seesaw mini game. Wait, wait, farming. You don't do anything bad with the animals, right? There no. really aren't animals. Are the animals game. 18? <laughs> Alex, that's, that's not the how that works. That's that does not how that works, right? Alex, right. Yeah. Alex, just continue. What else have you been playing? Uh, oh, yeah, Kingdom Hearts 3. Yay! How oh. is it? Oh! It's Kingdom Hearts. Would you? So it's, you might call it uh, simple and clean. Yeah! I was going to ask if the gameplay was simple and clean. But you stole well, or there's a new it's song kind now. Of, it's kind of simple, but there's yeah, that now, has all there's the a Skrillex song now, Anna. Remember, it's Skrillex now instead of Simple and Clean. I know, but it's still a funny joke. Yeah. Sorry, Alex, we're talking over you. What else do you want to say about Kingdom Hearts? Yeah, tell us about oh, but without spoiling it. Somehow. Do you want to build have... a snowman? Did you build a snowman? I haven't got to frozen yet. Oh. What? What? You're not useful. <laughs> I've only done like two worlds. I've done the first one, which is the Hercules one, right. and the second is a toy. Oh man, a toy story. Hercules again! There's a a funny shout out in the Toy Story wait section. D- wait, wait, wait! It's a Hercules world this time instead of just an arena. Because isn't that the thing in the first uh, one? It was just an it's arena. Not really a, yeah, I wouldn't say it's a world. It's fairly short and fairly linear. You're just running right. up Mount Olympus. It's the tutorial. Uh. So yeah, I I've been getting all sorts of screenshots about this, but you've there's... been getting spoiled in your twitters. No, because it's not really a spoiler. So inside of the Toy Story world is an actual toy store. 
All right, with fake video games in with, it. With uh, fake video games and uh, fake magazine covers. And so one of them is like a Harvest Moon one. It's really cute. Uh, I didn't look at those ones. It's got the one that looks like a blatant rip of Final Fantasy. Which... Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's all <laughs> sorts of them. Like, it, it's not even, you know, linked to any mm-hmm. single... All right. Here's what I need to know. Are there Final Fantasy characters in this game? No. I haven't seen any. What even is Kingdom Hearts anymore? Listen, the there, the there should be a Leon and a Squall and an Aerith and a Setzer and a, no, we get nobody now. They're all dead or they're gone or are they all actually other people. I don't know how Kingdom Hearts work, it's but I think everyone's comp. Everybody is everybody else is what I hear. So I don't know. It's possible. I've got no idea what's going There's on. There's heartless the modes and nobody modes and people in in the three five eight over two and the lolly lule low and I don't know. Yeah, Wait, I do no. keep forgetting what Saw is actually supposed to be achieving with what he's what he's doing. He just seems to be visiting worlds for the hell of it. Did and he just go on a vacation and kind of forget what he was supposed to be doing? Maybe. Doesn't it involve well, friendship no, I, somehow? I don't yeah. know. Well, he, he, does keep, he does keep saying what he's doing, but I keep zoning out and forgetting forgetting what it is because it's not very interesting at all. <laughs> you don't it's, play. Just, it's just some generic, I need to get power. I should do this by wandering around randomly into these worlds. I'm going you know, around teaching people about friendship as, and playing card games and, and stabbing things with a key and looking for Mickey. I mean, as much as I love Kingdom Hearts... Um, well, Stories can be a little. Well, remember in the in the in the trailer where Mickey's head is stuck in like this black void, and it looks really strange and awkward, and like what is going on? No. <laughs> it, yeah. Isn't there selfies now? Yes, oh, yeah. and even better is when you take a selfie in the Monster Inc. world, you cover up Mike Wazowski. Excellent. <laughs> Every time, no matter what, that's so good. All right, any any final thoughts for Kingdom Hearts 3, Alex? And I wouldn't get that if we hadn't recently watched the movie, too. Mike Wazowski! Well, I had a question. I don't really play Kingdom Hearts much, but is that picture with Donald pointing the gun, is that real? No. Okay. I don't know. It could be. It's Kingdom Hearts. Anything's possible with Kingdom Hearts. <laughs> There's like a meme with Donald having a gun and, yeah. and like the roster picture. So I don't know if that was an edit or if that was real. I just thought it was funny. I want to know, is Haley Joel Zosman doing the voice still for Sora? Yeah, he says so, he'll do it for forever. So does he sound like an old man trying to be a teenager? I'm Sora. I gotta believe in the power of the Keyblade. Uh, no, I don't think so. He's... Yes? Jonathan? Save us what? from Christmas. No, 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 Sammy. Uh, uh, I still have Kingdom Hearts questions. Yeah, and there were a few things I wanted to mention because, A, the camera still sucks. Hey, it's, a it's Kingdom, Kingdom Hearts. Hearts. Yay! Yeah. Is the battle also, system still yeah. garbage? It's the battle system is still garbage. Yeah, Yay! You do. It's Kingdom Hearts. You do have to, bas- you have to battle endless waves of Heartless. Okay, I don't understand this. This is this huge game. They have a giant budget. They've been working on it for 10 years. How does the camera and the battle system still suck? Because it's Kingdom Hearts. They <laughs> want to change it. Yay, Kingdom Hearts! So there's yeah, a really good it, video. No, that I, kind think, of... I think the main thing was all about them setting up set pieces. It's not about the actual gameplay itself. We just want to, try and, want to try and put in as many sort of set piece style things as possible. I... Which is... 
annoying. Also, it has the issue where it has it. Yeah, it doesn't let you save anywhere either, and you can't change difficulty during the game. Yeah, oh, God, there are two <laughs> annoying pet peeves. In the chat room, no reason for them to still be there. What what difficulty are you playing on, Alex? I started on normal. I'm going to regret it at some point. Is it but... too easy or too hard, or just too boring? Or Normal, normal's else. fine. It's just there's some some of the balances are weird. Some fights just last too long because enemies have too much HP. But all right, in the, it's, it's fine. At the, it's fine don't... at the moment. I'm just waiting for the late game bosses, which I'm not and confident know, are going to be fun. You uh, know that ultimately you won't care, and you just kind of want to see the next Disney thing. Yeah, I mean it's Kingdom Hearts. It's just about seeing the next Disney thing. Yeah. And gummy ships. Uh, yeah. Are there gummy ships? It's I gummy saw a ships. great one where there's a toilet. Gummy ships happen early. Good. Um, okay. Um, there's a video about Kingdom Hearts that Kotaku put out a couple weeks ago. You should all watch it. It is the uh, the Kingdom Hearts 3 is unreviewable video from Tim Rogers. I highly recommend it. It really covers all aspects of the the deep, complicated emotions we feel about Kingdom Hearts very well, both from fans, people who haven't played it, and people who hate it. <laughs> very well done. Uh, I don't want to spoil it for you because he just does such a wonderful job. Um, what is what is your take, Alex? Is, should they have made it? Why did why are I have. Why did nobody want to play the game on staff, and thus it went to you? <laughs> That's what I don't understand. I don't know. <laughs> I think, are we done with Kingdom Hearts think, at RP Gamer? I, I, oh no, I think a few of the people who might have done it are busy on other stuff. Okay, I'm just I worried. Think it's the main reason. Did we all grow out yeah, of Kingdom I know Hearts? Agent probably would have been interested, but I know he wanted to try and like get through the entire series. All right. Well, and some people who are excited for it may have already pre-ordered. Yeah. And I think, yeah, and a few people who were interested don't actually write, so. So if I were to just jump in and play Kingdom Hearts 3 without playing the other two, I've actually played at least Kingdom Hearts 1, but if I were coming at it fresh and just jumped in, do they do any sort of job of giving me a little backstory so I kind of know what's going on? Not in in the game itself. No, there's okay. absolutely no explanation of what's going on. But they did release those five, five or six memory ar- short memory archive videos that gives a basic gist of what's going on. But where still... are those at Square Enix? No, they're they're on both YouTube and in the game itself. Oh, in the... the game. Okay, cool. Yeah, it's on the start menu. You can just go through them now. I think that's I think that's part of the first patch they. Released for it. What yeah, the heck gives, is going you, on, Patch? Yeah. yeah, it gives you a basic gist of the major stuff that's happened. There's still probably about 40, 50 characters. I've got no idea what their relation to story is, but it it does enough, and I don't really think you care too much about the overall plot anyway at the start. Because <laughs> it's just basically Sora saying, yeah, you visit worlds. <laughs> Okay. It's weird because you actually see other characters who are seemingly doing stuff that's useful, but you're following the person who's just doing random random things. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. It's Kingdom Hearts. It's the 
best way to describe it. Works for me. Yeah, I think I'm about eight hours in, so maybe a quarter of the way, depending on. I'm not sure how much I've progressed in those eight hours. I might have done it slowly. Okay, now can Jonathan save us? I think so. Okay, yep. Jonathan, save us. Save us with the power right. of the Keyblade. Well, if you were listening the last time I was on a couple of weeks ago, I'm still playing some of the same games, so I'm finishing up my career in Battletech, and that one's been probably the one I put the most time into just because I could sit there and play it, and I watch stuff like on Netflix or YouTube and kind of veg out after work. I don't really like to think much in it now. It's just kind of sit there and I move robots around and they shoot things. Um, so I'm almost finished. I think I have like 64, 60 days left in my 1300 or 1200 day career. So I'm really at the end and I'm kind of looking forward to finishing it off of playing that a lot. I really need to get back and play mutant year zero and actually do the review on it and all that good stuff. But it's, Usually it's it's one of those things like working out where you come home, you're tired after work, and you don't want to sit there and like think about what you're doing. You just want to sit there and like watch something and play. So that's kind of where I've been at. Um, and then uh, Shining Force 2 on the Sega collection, I play like a battle or two sometimes every night uh, before bed with the Switch. So kind of pushing through that and loving playing those on like the emulators because you can do the little speed up thing so like for any of you play shining force 2 and you wait for the battles can be kind of slow because you have to wait for the you know the computer to control each of their characters and move around and so when it's the computer we're doing a character i just hold down that fast forward button they just fly across the screen really quick so that really streamlines battles um and that ogre battle hack i was talking about i've played a couple more missions i'm only on uh the sixth or seventh map so uh every now and then i if i don't feel like sitting at my computer or watching something i'll just kind of lay on the couch play that and that's still pretty fun i haven't really gotten into the newish uh stuff on that yet most of the balancing is after promotions uh so i've seen a little bit of it but not all so i'm still interested to see how that's going to change the dynamic and the kind of new thing I've tried out a bit is uh, the Tactics Ogre One Vision mod. So for those of you who don't know about don't know about this, it takes the PSP game, which I love and adore, one of my favorite games ever, and uh, addresses addresses some of the balancing issues in it, and addresses like things like crafting, which is obnoxiously annoying. Uh, and how some classes and some weapons are basically there for fluff reasons, but really aren't that good. And you'd only use it just to have them look cool, but they're inferior to other things. So they've done a sweeping balancing across how classes work, how skills work, how weapons are, what they do. And it makes everything, you know, uh, Dodge, it makes, you know, dodge and avoidance builds much more uh, competitive and it makes armor useful for in-game instead of just something they have on because it looks like they should. Uh, so they it did it did, does all these things to where 
lots of different classes and strategies are are competitively viable. And I say competitive, it's a single single player game, but to where you know it's not just okay, this is the obviously best thing to do and if you have this class you need to do this or don't even bother making this class because it sucks compared to these classes in game. So it fixes all those things from the beginning game to end game and makes like two handers much better. Uh, so just, it, it makes all the special characters not as OP versus regular characters. So you can kind of explore all those different things. They're still a little better, uh, cause there are special characters, but they're not going to be these, you know, they're not Orlando from final fantasy tactics all over the place. I haven't really done much of this. I've kind of watched a video on it, and it kind of got me. I'm going to go fiddle around with it and check it out. Um, you can play it on, like, a hack device because it is a, a mod, so you'd have to get your game and uh, upload it to your PC somehow or get a ROM from, or ISO from somewhere. Uh, so you can play it on the PSP. I don't know if it works on a Vita or not. It probably does. If you got a hacked one, probably. Right. Um of course, hacking the Vita isn't quite as trivial as the PSP, but it's doable. Yep, yep. And uh, uh, I was playing it on the PPSSPP emulator on my PC, and that runs it. Uh, I have a fairly decent gaming computer, so it runs it pretty well. I've seen other people having a lot of problems with it, uh, with it skipping and, and not skipping, hmm. but kind of distorting because their PC isn't very powerful, but you can change a whole bunch of settings in it to do some frame skipping, things like that, uh, resolution changes, so to where it doesn't, it'll, it won't bog down as bad, because I know you can run that emulator on like an Android device, so I haven't, my mine's been running pretty smooth, I made a few tweaks, uh, so I don't really notice it, uh, it didn't happen, there's a few graphical weirdness items that pop up every now and then. Uh, but other than that, it's it's pretty good. Um, so it's a it's a pretty impressive emulator. Yeah, it's a pretty good emulator for the PSP. Mm-hmm. So that's where I've kind of been at. I haven't really made a progress in a lot of new games like I wanted to or should be doing. Just I'm kind of in one of those little. I I don't want to say it's a gaming rut. It's not a rut. It's just kind of a lull, a comfort zone. Here we go. <laughs> comfort zone gaming right now. It's mostly just been back to work, early year blues after the vacation, and just kind of being tired. But uh, you're, were you gonna check out that one vision at all? I need to. Yeah, it sounds interesting. It sounds yeah. awesome. Yeah. I, I, I like. I remember looking into this with Final Fantasy Tactics, and I got overwhelmed because FFT has like. 20 or 30 it's just a crazy number of different hacks and you know you have all these different lists of what all the different ones did so it was kind of overwhelming but that sounds really cool for tactics ogre yeah this is like the one like the <laughs> one vision but no it, it it also what it does is try to take some of the best things from like the game boy advance game the original tactics ogre and this one uh some of the stuff they you know for the most part i think the remake or port or whatever it's mostly a remake i think is the superior game but it does do some things that are like why did you change this this was working just fine <laughs> and adds a few things like the crafting to where now crafting you crafting isn't what you do to make your best weapons it just tweaks your weapons to side grade them so yeah. you can kind of customize them a little bit but it doesn't make 
ultimately better weapons all the time like it did in the other and supposedly the sitting there and saving and grinding up all your stuff is gone too hmm. so all that annoyance with oh, do I really want a new weapon do I want to sit here in a little craft thing for 20 minutes and have to keep backing up and saving and loading yep. if it fails that's gone yeah I remember that being a total pain Yeah, it's, I didn't do it much because it was so annoying for a game I love so much that was like the one big black eye it had um, mm-hmm. and then some of the things too I didn't even necessarily notice they were bad but I guess I kind of did like with some of the classes like what's it the uh, the rune fencer class where it's pretty good early game and then late game is like this class is just it's basically uh, a healer that can stab things with her spear for you know less damage than the other fighters do so she was kind of they tried to make her a jack of all trades and very uh, you know functional and adaptable and all that but really she was just not very good at a lot of things instead of just you know being (laughs) very typical for rpgs jack of all trades almost never works yeah yeah she was just kind of bad at whatever she did and she could do a lot of things but she was weak at them and so usually what you did is you just made her a holy one and made her a healer so she was kind of a she couldn't she had pretty good movement and could hit things with a spear and then heal people uh, healing scales now, though, so better healers will do more healing. That's another change they made. So it's just uh, kind of this is what it a great game, great shell, great everything, and some tweaks to make it this is what it should have been type thing. So I don't know how much time I'm going to put into it. I've played a whole lot of Tactics Ogre. I have other games I want to play. It intrigues me, and I just kind of wanted to see what it, you know, just kind of explore it a little bit. But I'll see. I, I, there's other things I should or need want to play so i uh this sounds amazing i didn't know this mod existed and i love the idea of people doing this um with uh old games that had some issues but what is uh from the perspective of someone who hasn't played tactics ogre on the psp yet should i play it with this mod or without it as my first time with okay yeah it doesn't really change the story all right now if you want perspective no but it's I don't. a pretty long nope. game i don't want okay. perspective i want better gameplay experience now is is this one of those mods that everything's just really gonna end up being harder for me with the mod or is it uh because there's no i don't think so to okay. be honest i think it um sometimes I when think... people in forums talk about balancing games that means just making it harder so i didn't know where that was going here so it, that's a uh that's a loaded question and answer so in some ways it probably will make it harder in some ways it'll probably make it easier okay so in game you could it's probably going to make it a little harder in game but only in the sense that once you play it a lot and you really know the mechanics you can break it like kind of like in final fantasy tactics you know with like the calculator it's not quite on that level break it but you can make it setups to where you have god characters, basically, and they can't be stopped. So you could do those type of things. This is trying to make it to where the the ceiling is lower as far as god characters, and the bottom is higher as far as trash builds, and uh, same with weapons. So it makes it more balanced and more varied i guess is the best way to put it so 
yeah, the high the the high is lower and the lower is higher, and every it just makes other tactics, other builds, other characters, other classes. Um, you have much more options on what you can take because they're all about equally powerful. It just depends on how you use them, right? And so you can make you know armored tanky builds. You can make dodge builds with spears and wearing this kind of armor and doing this kind of thing. And so it it to me it it makes it more fun as you can try all these different setups and still have uh, a a a, char- a group of characters and battle uh formations that will be viable and not just have to okay now i gotta make this ungodly ninja guy that can you know one shot or oh it also tones down archers so that's good and bad for you uh in the main games archers are op they can just sit back and just destroy everything especially the some of the creative characters like canopus and aerosol you give them they get really high decks and you get this dex bonus that basically just destroys things so they've tamed archers down and that's also for your enemy so your enemy archers won't just destroy you as well and they've made melee characters better so uh, it's just like i said balancing so like i said all you know come back around some things will be harder some things will be easier i think uh killing undead and stuff early game is easier uh, i know some of the undead battles in the beginning were really tough because especially for beginning players because your chance to hit with um, exorcism and stuff was fairly low and you couldn't totally kill the undead characters unless you exercise them. And so it was difficult and I'm, I'm hearing those battles are easier. So I think it should just be a more, uh, the, the curve, the difficulty curve shouldn't spike and go down quite as much. It should be much more level. I, I I really love the sound of this. So when I do get around I, to playing it, I think that's the way I'll do it. Yeah, and this is one of my. Like I said, I've talked about this game, the Ogre series in general, and this game is some of my favorites of all time. And I think uh, Josh is too, right? Yeah, yeah, I love Tactics Ogre. Yep. I knew you loved it. I don't know if it was one of your favorite games or not. It, it's got to be up there for. Strategy RPGs. Yep. It's, it's certainly like my favorite of the like traditional, if, if you want to call them traditional strategy RPGs, the FFT style strategy RPGs. How about that? Yeah. But that's it for me. Um, yeah, cool. Did we get everyone? Is that everyone, Anna? I, I think we got them all. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. So we're right. going to, we're going to jump into the news. News. So we had breaking news while we were recording. Oh my gosh. The best news ever. They're releasing a sequel to Groundhog Day as a VR game. It's not a sequel. It, it is a sequel to Groundhog Day, the yes. movie. You play as his son, and it's 26 years later, and you also get to live through a time loop. Yes. Okay, campers, rise and shine. So it is a sequel. Don't forget your booties. Because it's cold, cold outside. outside. I can't wait. Oh, this is the best thing ever. It's coming to Oculus Vive and, and PlayStation VR. And um, yeah. You're going to play the Oculus? Well, I mean, 
wouldn't I need to? Yeah. If I want to play this, that's I, the only I VR thought system we have. It was being advertised as PlayStation exclusive initially. They must have pulled down the first tweet uh, that said... I, in the trailer, it said Oculus yeah. in it and Vive. Okay. I it, saw a tweet weird. that it said coming only to PlayStation VR. Did, so I miss, did I misread something? No. I, I think know. that they put up a tweet that was incorrect, deleted it, and redid it. Oh, okay. Because now I'm looking at the tweet now, and it says coming to PlayStation VR. Oh... All right, so yeah, enjoy your Punxsutawney. Punxsutawney Phil. Yeah, that's it. He's wrong all the time. Yeah, he's... he says we're going to get early spring this year. Yeah, he uh, <laughs> he don't know anything. He's also statistically wrong. All right, so in real news, uh, we put up our best of 2018 awards this week. Yay! Okay. So if you want to find out our choices for best turn-based RPG, best tactical RPG, best action RPG... Best battle system, story, music, graphics, biggest surprise, worst RPG, best non-RPG, and many more categories, including the game of the year. Uh, check them out at rpgamer.com. Who got game of the year? Dragon Quest XI. Ah, that's fair. It, it's interesting because this is like the first time in a decade, I think you said, Alex, that the most played game isn't the game of the year. Since 2012. Yeah. Yeah, those people played Octopath Traveler. Uh, lots of people got bored. <laughs> yeah, I was, I was curious that Octopath Traveler didn't win any awards. I thought I'm not. The only thing I was surprised about was that it didn't win music because the music was amazing in that game. But it's a good game, but it doesn't do anything yeah. extraordinarily. Does that make sense? Yep. Okay. Yeah. That doesn't music. make it a bad game or even a mediocre game, but there's no one part of it that I'd be like, yes, yeah, so this part of Octopath Traveler stands out. Yeah, music was close between the three of them. It could quite easily have gone all three in a different order. They're all really close. <laughs> As for why, I think some people asked why Pillars 2 wasn't there. Pillars 2 didn't get played by enough staff, and I think those who did play it sort of hardly played any, hardly played any of the game. So yeah, that didn't get anywhere near enough votes to win anything. Yeah, yeah plus our, our voting system is very skewed towards what you've played. So uh, yeah, yeah. Well, the, the actual way the votes are tied is secret. Uh huh. It's 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 not a total of who voted for what. It's there's loads of different factors that go into it. But the the long it's and short of it is, Glenn's if specialty. everyone plays a lot of stuff and uh, likes it, then it's pretty much guaranteed to win if everyone played it and liked it. But I mean... No, not necessarily. But I mean, also by definition, if it's a game that everybody plays and finishes, is, isn't that like an indication of quality? Right. Sure. So you saying, oh, a game that everybody plays and finishes is going to win. Um, my well, answer to that is kind of, yeah. I, I guess I don't understand why you think I was criticizing. Okay. it's You sounded critical. Sorry. All right. More news. Um, Dead in Vinland, um, which is a um, survival management RPG, um, is out now on PC. The PC version is getting new DLC, and there is a new Switch version that will be coming. So if you already have it on PC, you can pick up the Battle of Heodenings for $5. Can I say that I appreciate that they actually say it's coming out in Q2 so they don't have the vague summer-fall thing? 
Is that not vague? Well, I mean, Q2 is what? Uh, it's going to be April to so June. We don't know if it's yeah. spring or summer then. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's just vague it's in a different way. The four <laughs> seasons are quarters too. Yeah. Yeah. So before we dive too deeply down into that hole, um, Bandai Namco kind of came out of left field and was like, surprise, Dragon Ball Game Project Z has an actual name. It's called Super uh, Dragon no. Ball. Does it have a name? It doesn't have a name. It does have a name. Super Dragon Ball Heroes World Mission. That's a different. That's a different game. That's a different game. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Anna. Wait, what? <laughs> that that was the first game they announced, and they teased this game in that announcement. And yeah. this oh, one so is still confused. just has a project. It's this one's just Project Z. Super oh. Dragon Ball Heroes is like a card game. RPG. Set in a different world. Yeah, so that's the game. That's the card game where if everybody that you knew was a hero was actually a card. Yeah, yeah. This is like that's different Dragon Ball Z. from Dragon Ball Game Z. Yes. Oh, yeah. I'm so confused. Okay, this one is Dragon Ball Game Z is basically a retelling of Dragon Ball Z. Okay, yeah. and it's this an one... RPG. Yes, because it's being RPG. developed by Cyber Connect Two, and all they yep. do is action RPGs. Okay, I thought this was all one game. I'm now being corrected that this is two games all right so dragon ball um super dragon ball heroes is coming out like what this year this year soon yeah this year soon soonish is it summer alex i don't remember which one oh super dragon ball april uh, 5th yeah yeah okay yeah april 5th. april 5th on nintendo switch and pc all right um in a move that absolutely no one asked for fallout 76 is getting a pvp survival mode Uh, what? <laughs> it's turning into a survival game? Yeah. What's Sur- next? A battle royale mode? Survival mode focuses on PvP with all players other than teammates flagged as hostile. Okay. Yeah, Which- confusingly, it's different to what Professor normally calls survival mode. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, survival mode um, is uh, in beta right now. At least, I think, if you have the... Or, no, it comes out in beta in the next patch. No, okay. but that patch oh, came well, out. Yeah, so that, that whole game's in beta yet. permanently, right? So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's move on. A pre for the gods is coming to Steam early access. Yeah, what? this what? this game confused everyone yeah. on staff. So, <laughs> Alex had misspelled it. Yeah, so this Spell was originally it for people. this P R A E Y. So this was originally uh, called Pray for the Gods, P R E Y, and then they got really scared that they were going to get sued. Oh, for by oh oh yeah because this is the same company that sued someone over (laughs) yeah scrolls scrolls. yeah so then they decided to just kind of slam an a into their pre for the gods well i think they did actually get the did they get a cnd wow i think they they got a letter i'm not sure if it was an official cnd at that point but i think it was more just so you know yeah we would (laughs) (laughs) fyi we will sue you So, yeah, um, this game is in early access now. And, yeah, that's really it. You're you're a solo player and a never-ending winner. So go not die. Fighting some giant, you know, enemies. Yep. Um, Sinner Sacrifice for Redemption is a boss battler um, that is coming to Steam on February 19th, 2019. And uh, this is a Steam version. 
that joins the already available PS4, Xbox One, Nintendo Switch, and Discord versions. Um, when the Steam version comes out on the 19th, all versions of the games um, get a free update, adding new game modes and a new boss. So if you are interested in learning more about it, um, we do have an impression that was written by Alex. So go check that out. It's very hard. <laughs> it, it's, it, the, it, it's a Dark Souls of Dark Souls? Yes, it's the yeah, Dark yeah. Souls. Of I thought Dark it was like yes, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, but only boss rush and really punishing. Yeah. So it's like Shadow of the Colossus, but not very fun. But Dark Souls. But Dark Souls. <laughs> <laughs> it's the Dark Souls of Shadow of the Colossus. No, 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 rabbit hole. All right. Uh, THQ has announced uh, that they are having uh, Darksiders War Mastered Edition. No, wait, yeah. they announced that already. They have a release that's date a, that's now. That's out, isn't it? Yeah, no, it's coming to Switch. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, it's coming to Switch on April 2nd. So this oh, is yeah. the new Skyrim now. It's going to be on everything. Oh, every time the, every so time the new, the new system release, we're going to get Darksiders. Yeah, Warmaster. so you play as War, who's angry. Yeah. <laughs> big, big surprise there. <laughs> War's a little peeved. Is I anybody guess he's not like, an angry in that game? Um, The new chick. She's just sassy. Oh, okay. Yeah, he. Everybody thinks that war started um, a war. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Okay. Moving on. Does. Um, I got so excited about this. Like, it was funny because everybody that I've talked to about this tweeted at me, and I got so excited that I tweeted at all of them, and then realized that they tweeted at me because Persona Q two is coming. Woo! <laughs> I read this as Puzzle Quest two when Anna IM me that PQ two is coming out soon. No, and I'm like, well, oh, that's out, Chris. I thought you meant puzzle quest and i'm like oh i'm excited a new puzzle quest and then i had to remember we already got a puzzle quest too and nobody and it was liked bad it. yeah it that just, made me it sad. wasn't as good as the first one yeah which is funny because they rebalanced some stuff and it should have been better on the surface but not any rabbit hole yeah so um persona q2 new cinema labyrinth is coming out in north america and europe Ooh, nude cinemas nude cinemas uh, no wait that's not what that is no no june 4th 2019 so it'll be available digitally only in Europe. Haha. <laughs> no, uh, I think they're doing a physical edition in Europe. Um, the standard physical edition is thirty nine ninety nine, and then there is a Showtime premium edition for sixty nine ninety nine. That will have the game, a five inch Coromaro plushie, an art book, four buttons, and playing cards. Um, people were saying that this might be GameStop exclusive, um, but I, I think this has now popped up on other sites. Uh, specifically Video Games Plus in Canada. So, um, yeah, keep watching if you don't want to buy from GameStop. June 4th. Oh, and it's Japanese voice acting only. Yes, which makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Uh, Is this our first Western announcement of this game? Yes. Okay. Yes. Yeah. And, and that was because, you know, Etrian's finally coming out. So yeah, now they can Etrian's talk about out this. on Tuesday, so yeah. now they can talk about this. Which is funny because I made that comment offhandedly. Yeah. And but that's pretty much totally actually what right. happened. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, uh, f- uh, the first person dungeon caller, Operencia, the Stolen Sun, um, is going to be Xbox console exclusive on the Xbox One. Okay. Um, the PC version is also going to be available exclusively through the Epic Game Store. Operencia is a fantasy world inspired by Central European folklore, including legendary versions of real-life characters, including King Attica and the Seven Chieftains of the Magyars. 
Um, this game is coming out Attila. later. Huh? Attila. Yeah, Attila the Hun. Attila. Sorry, what did I say? Attica. Attica. Oh, sorry. <laughs> I'm Attica. Reading, I'm reading too fast. Like, what are you talking about? Sorry. Yeah, Attila the Hun. King Attila. So this is this is Zen Studio. So this is the same as the pinball people. Oh, is it? Or are they just is publishing? It? Zen Studios is the pinball people, but yeah, that's that. That's why I was like wondering. I think they're just publishing, right? I don't no. know. Do we have a developer on this? I don't know. The only name that I've heard associated with this is Zen. RP Gamer, where you go no, to I think for it, the full I think details. Okay. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Anyways, um, if you know differently, you know, shoot us a message. Um, <laughs> the Division 2 <laughs> had a really interesting week this week. Oh, what happened? Well... They sent out invitations to their private beta with a bunch of details. Mm -hmm. And I guess the subject of the email is see what a real government shutdown is like. <laughs> oh, I love God. it. That's great. Yeah. People got really offended. Oh, and so cares? like within hours, they had to send out an apology oh, email. come on. They had to send an apology. Give they me did. a break. They did. Who's offended by that? The government shut down. That happened. <laughs> oh, is that why the video was broke? Was that in, even in the trailer? I think so, yeah. Okay, yeah. I, I noticed this morning that the trailer wasn't working. I had to go find the correct trailer to put in the story. Yep, so, so that's probably why. Um, the upcoming private beta begins on February 2nd and runs through February 11th. And you can start preloading it 24 hours ahead of time. So on February 6th, you can start downloading it. Um, the beta will be available on PC, PS4, and Xbox One. Um, and if you've pre-ordered a, a copy of the game, either physically or digitally, you get into this beta. If you uh, if you haven't pre-ordered the game, but you're still interested in checking it out, um, you can still apply for the beta on the game's official website. So TomClancy-TheDivision.Ubisoft.com. There's a link in the story. So the beta has a cap of level 7. And it gives you a basic base of operations. And you're able to do two main missions, five side missions, some PvE game, some PvPVE gameplay. That's the Dark Zones. More PvP gameplay and one end game mission. The end game mission is not going to be available to start. You have to wait a little bit to play that. So, and if you're like, eh, I just want to play the game when it comes out, it releases March 15th on PS4, Xbox One, and PC. Certainly seems like a beefy demo. That is surprisingly robust, yeah. Yeah, it sounds pretty much like the beast to the first game. Yeah, yeah I, I played a, beefy as well. a bit of the first game. Yeah, it's mostly PvE, and then you do PvP kind of at the end. You got to flag yourself to do it. I, I'm, I played the first one. I think I even played it with Chris a little bit, but I'm not really interested in this one. I got tired of it pretty quick. Yeah, I got tired of the first game pretty quick. Uh, not as quick. Uh, quicker than you did, I would say. I think you finished the game, and I didn't even do that. Yeah, I did. Um, but, uh, yeah, no no interest unless I see something to make me think. I don't know what it is. The, the first-person shooter, third-person shooter-based gun loot games, I it's just like Anthem. Just not appealing to me for some reason. I'd rather play JRPGs. I guess that's why I'm an RP gamer. 
Anna has disappeared from the show, apparently. Hello. <laughs> no. No, I'm just letting you hang yourself. Just letting me hang? Why am I hanging myself? <laughs> what did I do? It's all right. So Final Fantasy XIV had a oh, keynote man. like really early this morning. Normal time for Alex. Did they cancel any expansions or no, DLCs? No, they announced an expansion. Well, I don't think Square Enix. No, would do this, that. Is, this is the good Square Enix part. Good, the good part of Square Enix. Oh, okay. Yeah. All, right. All right. So Shadowbringers was announced previously, but now we have real details. Um, release date is July second or June twenty eighth. If you're preordering, I get to play Final Fantasy fourteen again this year. Woo! Uh, has a new job, the Gunbreaker, which is a tank class. Okay. Uh, new location. Gunblade um, uses gunblades. Oh, nice. Yeah. And they're not like the sort of gunblades that appeared in the game in PS2. They're like the FF8 gunblade. Okay. Well, that would explain why they're tanky. Um, they're they're putting in new two new be uh, a new beast tribe and its associated primal, which is Pixies, and the primal will be Titania, which makes sense. Um, new locations, including the Raktila Greatwood and Il Meg. Did I pronounce that correctly? Probably. Um, new Allied Raid series. Um, it, it's uh, near. It, it's Yorha, the Dark Apocalypse. Yeah, Yoko Taro is putting the sequel in Final Fantasy fourteen instead. <laughs> um, and yeah, Vera. Of Vera will be playable. Vera. Whatever. Bunny Girls. Okay. Bunny girls, I wanted, bunny I wanted girls. the Vianga. But People wanted that for forever, so, so they're finally getting it, and my... I couldn't be uh, less I, I interested. The, I wanted the Vianga. Vianga? Yeah. What's bunny? What's Vianga? Vianga is the joke they they made five years ago about um, when people were requesting Vianga that they merged the Vianga and the Banga. Oh no! <laughs> oh, that sounds. So bad. They, they, brought, they brought back the joke as well for this announcement. During the stream, during the keynote. Here's my question, though: Is if there's going to be bunny girls, are there going to be bunny boys? They didn't show any. Yeah, because I mean, aren't there aren't there like a couple bunny boys in um, um, yeah. Vosh von Rosenberg? What game am I thinking of? Is oh, that this 12? is beautiful. Yeah, this that's twelve, Vianga. right? Yes. Look at this. Look at the Vienga. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> That, that's They're your Final thick. Fantasy fourteen fix. Um, yeah. if also, you it's game trust. If you uh, pre-order, oh, the... oh, is it your adventuring crew, like the the, the little crew that you you raise up? Yeah. It... Oh, oh no, there's, no, it's basically going to get to join up with like the major NPCs oh, and go okay. through and go through the. I wanted to do more with those people with I was leveling up. You know. All right. If you pre-order the game, yeah. Either the regular edition or the uh, or the collector's edition, yeah. you get a baby gremlin Aww. and an etherite earring that grants thirty percent bonus experience when worn up to level seventy. Oh, that's nice. Yep. Yeah. Um, so cool. Did you play the game when you, since they added the dungeons you can go on with those people? Nope. I have. Okay. I just want to do more than just that. That's all. Yeah. No, I don't think I'm doing that yet. Um, and then Idea Factory like snuck out an announcement yesterday afternoon, a Friday evening. They like decided to randomly announce another Neptunia game. No, Moero Chronicle Hyper. What? So the Moero Chronicle games are um, like Moe dungeon crawlers. Oh boy! Yeah. 
So uh, I am excited. Yeah, you play a guy who can't talk to women, but he can talk to monster girls. Uh, so, oh goody, I'm gonna I'm gonna have to watch out for this one, aren't I? <laughs> this you looks... talk to half naked monster girls. Sorry, that's my thing. <laughs> I I love uh, this is my this is my favorite part is. Um, Idea Factory International, when they do um, press releases, puts out a list of key features. Yeah. So here's the key features for Moro Chronicle Hyper. Moe monsters, Moe problems. <laughs> Can I kick it? <sighs> Trait flexing. And nothing wrong with a little bump and scratch. Oh, God. <laughs> Yeah. So this is another this this is another game that has a touching mini game. So you have to uh-huh. find their points of weakness and touch, rub, poke, or pick until they're purified. Mm. I'm so glad Nintendo has uh, relaxed their standards for the games they put the out. Switch version <laughs> features include a vibration function for the bump and scratch sessions. Oh man! Also has an autopilot mode, which I think looks amazing. Let you just kind of plonk a pin down on the map and they go there. Yeah. And it has all the original art and event CGs released in both the PlayStation Vita and Steam version. So no censorship besides whatever was needed to actually bring it out. Yeah. So this is an eShop exclusive, $30. uh, Did they give a... Um, a release date for the Switch version? No, I don't think they did. I don't see one. Yeah, so, I mean, this just very recently came out in, um, in Japan on Switch, so. Yep. Uh, moving on. Uh, we got, we got, um, to go with our 2018 awards, um, a whole bunch of staff did their top three favorite games of 2018. And I feel like I discussed this already. But anyways, mine were The Lost Child, Final Fantasy XV, Pocket Edition HD, Radiant Historia. For my non-RPG, it was Telltale Batman's The Abbey Within. Moe Girls, Moe Problems. Moe Girls, Moe Problems. Mage Initiation, Reign of the Elements has a new impression on our site done by Michael Baker. So check it out when you have a second if you want to learn more about this PC RPG adventure game. It, it's it's a game that's kind of like one of the Quest for Glory RPGs. Yes. Yeah. In fact, I think it has some of the people that may have worked on QFG. Yeah. Yep. Um, we have a review. Matt Mason reviews uh, Meridian Tavern Story, Patty and the Hungry God. Ooh, is that any good? He really liked it. Mm-hmm. Three and a half out of five. When are you going to play it? Um, It's on my list of games that I want to buy for the Switch. Okay. So waiting for a sale. It's Ridion and same people that did the uh, Adventure, Bar, Adventure Story. Bar stories. Yeah. Well, it's Ridion did and Kemco. Did you play that, Anna? Yeah. Um, I didn't like it. Wait, 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 wait. Is this a Kemco game? The localization. Is this a Kemco really game? Bad. It's published yeah. by Kemco, but developed Kemco by Ridion. It's not a R- Kemco Ridion who game. developed Mercenary Saga. All right. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's got a real developer behind it. Kemco alert. Uh, Dragon Marked for Death um, has delayed their physical version slightly. Um, it will launch in North America and Dragon Europe Marked on for March Death 26. is weird, Anna. Yeah. It has two different versions on the store, on the Switch. I don't understand this. Yeah. So 
Um, if you get the Frontline Fighters pack, you get Empress and Warrior. And if you get the Advanced Attackers pack, you will get the Shinobi and the Witch characters. So, Can I play them in one game? Yeah, wait for the physical. But I mean, what if I buy both digital versions? Is it if you buy one, you buy the other's DLC? Okay. Yeah. All right. Um, they generally say that Empress and Warrior characters are the introductory characters, and the Shinobi and Witch are technical, more advanced characters. Okay. Um, and so there's also um, a a DLC coming out later that has, I think, two more characters. That's the additional quest DLC. Yeah, this game is confusing. Oh, yeah, 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 because there's like six characters total, I think. Correct. Um, Magical Scroll Tactics, the side-scrolling tactical RPG, is coming to Nintendo Switch, uh, North America and Europe, on February 7th. That looks neat. Doesn't this look cool? Yeah. I remember seeing trailers for this when it got announced for Japan, and I was like, woo! It's like it's a tactical game, but it also kind of looks like a 2D, you know, platformer Mario type game where Mm -hmm. you're moving over enemies and then you can attack like one square all the way around you. It's like weird looking. Mm -hmm. It's neat. Are you going to do this, Anna? Yeah, it's on my list of games to buy. But I have other things that I need to buy. It sounds like everything's on your list of games to buy except Anthem and Division 2. No. All right. Um, if you in, are enjoying Tower of Time. What's Tower of Time? It is uh, an. How do I explain Tower of Time? It's a real time RPG, but you can pause it. Uh, so it's a Bethesda game? All right, a Bethesda game. It's a Bioware game, like from the from the 90s, like Baldur's Gate? Real time with pause? I really couldn't you, tell you. That's not what you meant. I don't play like those, those games. Yes. So you're asking me to compare it to a game that I don't play. Yes, yes, it's absolutely like those games. I have no freaking clue, Chris. <laughs> Not really. I think it's more of an solo rather than party-based. Okay. Uh, yeah, maybe not. All right, what's the name I of think the game? it's kind of like Tower Pillars of and Time. Is it so, isometric? Yeah. All right. Story rich dungeon crawler. Oh, I don't know about dungeon crawler being. Whoa, that had music. That still has music. There we go. Um, Tower. Why does it still have music? All right. This is very frustrating. Sorry. And none of you at home can hear this. But... He's just annoying me. So they're adding two new modes to the to Tower of Time. First one is called RPG Light, mm-hmm. which lets you have all seven character classes from the start. Um. And basically, you go through the tower until all everybody's dead. There. Um, the well, second mode that they're adding is permadeath. And that also gives you access to all seven characters at once. Once a party member falls, they are dead forever. Well, this looks hard. Yeah. This looks really complicated and hard. Except for arrow medi- time. Maybe it's just mediumly complicated, but slow, and thus I would lose patience and die a lot. All right. So uh, both of these modes, whether you go RPG light or you go permadeath, um, have the ability to skip dialogues, cutscenes, and non-gameplay elements. So if you're a speedrunner, this is your dream. Cool. And if you want to play this, it's available Anna, you're on a professional PC speed and runners. Linux. No, no, 
You are. You you run Final Fantasy Four Free Enterprise. You're on a team, a two person team. Um, Dragon Quest Builders post game con- Dragon Quest Builders Two post game content has been revealed. It is an island called Cultivation Island, which will let you. Um, choose exactly what kind of environment you want, including environments exclusive to the island. The size and the shape of the island are randomly generated. And then um, if you don't like how things work out, you can sink the island and raise another one. Um, and the idea is is uh, the, the island is going to have future updates um, that will bring new comrades, uh, multiplayer modes, and updates updates to the terrain. So, uh, Dragon okay. Quest Builders Two launched in Japan on December twentieth, twenty eighteen, for PS four and Switch. Um, all we know is that Nintendo um, put it as a game they are publishing in twenty nineteen in their most recent financial report. That's a good enough com- confirmation for me. Um, and then there is this really great write-up um, that uh, uh, I think it's Kirsten. Yeah, Floofy. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> Kirsten went. So Kirsten runs like the biggest um, Falcom English fan site, and so he went to um, he went to Pack South. And basically sat down and talked with NIS America because we talked about this already, but the Teal Deer, NIS America, um, revealed Cold Steel and then basically had a panel about it. Um, and then Kirsten um, sat down with some of the people from NIS America and were like, all right, so um, let's talk about this. And I, I you'll want to read it because it's not something that I can streamline um, very well, but the really important it's takeaway detailed, for me, yeah. it is extremely detailed. And the, the I think the most important takeaway for me is that like NIS America was like really forward in like they basically said, we know where we went wrong with Ease 8 and we've taken steps to ensure that we don't fall into those same pitfalls with Cold Steel 3. All right. You think they'll do it? I sure hope so. Yeah. <laughs> if they don't, same. they are going to be. They are so. And one of the one of the don't. people they had recruited has already pulled out of the project. Yeah. So because um, she got sick. Yeah. So um, Brittany Avery Hatsu, who was one of the original uh, localizers, she directed all the voice acting. She unfortunately has had to leave the project um, due to very poor health, and it's uncertain whether she will return or not. Um, and speaking of voice actors, they have confirmed that they got uh, Sean Chiplock back. In fact, he's already recorded. Who's he? Yeah. Uh, Reen. Reen. Main character. Oh, okay. Kind of important to have continuity in that particular role. Seems mm-hmm. useful, yeah. Yeah, he voiced the trailer. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, that's all of our news. News is done. Chris, can you do question uh, the question of the week, please? What is the question of the week? question of the week was what difficulty do you play games on and has it changed over time gamer esquire wrote in and said the difficulty mode i select typically depends on the game i'm playing my default option is usually normal as i assume that's the mode the developers designed the game to be experienced in there are other games however like radiant historia perfect chronology where i strongly recommend hard mode to people 
in the original DS version of Radiant Historia, it was easy to overpower characters like Aruka and Not, giving you, allowing you to steamroll your way through later chapters of the game. Playing it on hard largely prevents that, as it enhances the strategic aspects of gameplay and forces players to give thought to the actions they are taking. So, Gamer Esquire. It might be a hard boy. Is that what we're calling them? Hard boy? According to the according to the chat, we're calling them hard boys. I hope that doesn't have another connotation. If it does, I apologize <laughs> profusely. Um, Lord Golbez says, Eternia isn't... N- okay, apparently we're talking about Tales games now. Uh, Eternia isn't only not the best, it's one of the worst. It's way too hard for one thing, which dovetails into the question of the week. This game is easily like a hard mode version of Destiny, and probably even harder than that. It was hard enough that I even ended up cheating and still couldn't beat the final boss because there's some lame timed input sequence. Also, the characters and story are uninteresting. Destiny was at least a full order of magnitude better. Tales of Destiny. I haven't finished Tales of Berseria, but I'm inclined to choose that as the best entry I've played. It's that or Tales of Destiny. As for the question of the week, I usually start off on normal, but switch to easy if it becomes too much of a pain. The only way this has changed is that I used to default to easy on non-RPGs and now default to normal on everything. I could think of a couple major reasons for the change. First, games have gotten either overall easier or at least better at not being excessively punishing for failure. It's not too terrible to die if it doesn't send you too far back. Secondly, more games allow for switching difficulty during the course of the game. This makes it easier to avoid choosing the easiest difficulty out of an overabundance of caution. All right. Platim, Platim3, Matt, he works for the site, says, Question of the week. I typically have always done whatever the default setting is. I have nothing to prove to myself or anyone going hard mode. Real life is hard mode. Games are for relaxation, not not so much solving problems, puzzles for me. I'd say it's changed a bit in more recent years as life, work, family take more time from gaming. I'll dip down into easier difficulties or spend 99 cents or something on DLC to make life easier. Looking at you, Etrian Games. While it feels good every new and now and again to overcome a challenge, I'm not actively seeking that out in my gaming. Victar says, I used to play all action games on easy and turn-based RPGs on normal or hard. That has changed since I no longer trust normal or hard in a turn-based RPG to mean anything other than hours of extra grinding. Now I play everything on easy the first time through, unless I know and trust the series well enough to start with normal. Hard and above are exclusively for the rare cases where I want to replay a game for the sake of its challenge. Featherhoof says, It's so weird hearing the Vesperia criticisms on the cast. Every week that goes by and I'm still playing it, I'm continuously reminded of why I love the game and get all excited over checking out the new content. It blew my mind hearing it referred to as having one of the worst combats in Tales. I actually made that that meme, Jackie Chan, what what the frick face. As far as the best Tales games go, my list is still number five, Tales of Eternia. Number four, Symphonia. Three, Abyss. Two, Berseria. And one, Vesperia. Graces used to be on the list, but Berseria knocked it off. Question of the week, 99% of the time I play games on normal. Normal difficulty all day, every day. This usually provides me with a decent challenge while keeping me from getting rage quit levels of frustration. That other 1% of the time, I bump it up only if the game on normal is proving too easy. For instance, I played the majority of Tales of Berseria on hard and above because combat was so stupid easy on normal for most of that game. 
I think my greatest difficulty achievement was during Mass Effect, where I played a level one adept on insanity and beat it for the achievement. I swore never to put myself through that frustration again. Strawberry Eggs says, I still tend to play a game on normal or the default difficulty. I expect a game to be a beast balanced... Oh, excuse me. I expect a game to be best balanced at normal. I may play a game on a harder difficulty for a repeat run, but this is rare nowadays. And finally, Mr. Wolf, via our text message option, thank you, Mr. Wolf, for using that, the only games I ever beat on the hardest difficulty is all the Kingdom Hearts games and the Bravely series. Otherwise, with games like Fire Emblem uh, on Lunatech, it's way too difficult. But mostly I try to play games... You know, I can I can attest to Fire Emblem on Lunatech being way too difficult. I tried that. Um, otherwise, I try to play games on the hardest difficulty first, and if it gets to... Uh, to be beyond too hard, I just change to the next hardest difficulty or next easiest. So there. So uh, the, Mr. Wolf tries on hard and fails down as needed. And everyone else seems to do normal or easy. So there you go. What do you do, Anna? I play easy. Easy. What do you do, Josh? Um, Usually start on hard or start on normal and go to easy. Normal to easy. And Alex, mm-hmm. what do you do? Uh, normal to easy. And Jonathan? I do normal, and I usually stick it out. And then stick depending on the kind of game, I can adjust as necessary. But do you find yourself going up or going down? Typically neither. Oh, neither. Okay. But there's a few games I'll do on harder, like uh, tactical games, like Battletech. I've... I tweaked things to make it more difficult, but most of the time it's just straight normal. All right. Um, I can never decide. That's one of my problems. So sometimes I start with normal. Sometimes I start with easy. Sometimes I go up and down throughout the game. Usually what I like to do is exploit combat or exploit leveling systems and then find the games to be way too easy afterwards. So I ruin games for myself. So that's, uh, yeah, that's probably a commentary on my psyche. Do we have a question of the week? <laughs> um, what what do we think of pervy mini games and uh, oh, JRPGs? Ah, <laughs> ah. How about ah. how about we make it more general? Do you play games with do adult you, content in them? Do you understand Stephanie and Kingdom Hearts? <laughs> <laughs> if you can, Anna, we should post that picture and say if you understand this diagram and what it's about. <laughs> Let us know. <laughs> All right. So, what is actually gonna, our question going to be? I don't know. It should be the. It should be what Alex said. What What was yours, Alex? Do you understand what's happening in Kingdom Hearts? Does Kingdom Hearts need a pervy mini game? No. no. <laughs> Veto. Hey. I New was, game I was, releases. I was musing nope. about wow. staff chat this week. What uh, would an Idea Factory Kingdom Hearts game look no, like? Oh, man. That'd be bad. Um, if you want to provide an answer to that question of the week, you can do it through a number of ways. Podcast at rpgamer.com is the email address. You can post right on the th- show thread on the website, rpgamer.com. You can, can you do Twitter or Discord, Anna? Um, yeah, tweet us. Tweet at us. Is there a Discord for it or no? No, not really. Okay. And then, of course, you can uh, call or leave a voicemail, tweet, sort of, or text message to 608-729-4098. 608-729-4098. <laughs> we'll read it right here on the show or play it if it's a voicemail. All right. 
with that, it's time for new releases. Boo, boo, boo. What yeah, just got? two this week. Etrian uh, Odyssey Nexus on the 3DS. Yeah, it's Tuesday. I'm excited for that. Are you going to play that when it comes out? Yeah, it's, I'm Jeez. I'm going to finish Fairy Fencer F this weekend so that I can play Etrian Odyssey Nexus on today. Tuesday. And then God no. Eater 3 for the PS4 PC. There's other stuff as well. What? Deco Watch 3. Oh, in Europe. No, here. No. It came out in Europe in December. Are you sure? Yeah. He's in Europe, so yeah. I own it. No, I know it. I know you knew it came out in Europe. I mean, are you sure it's coming out here? I thought it came yeah. out on Friday. Oh, it already came out. No, no in out Europe. Here. No, it, it came out in Europe in December. It's coming out in North America on Friday. <sighs> I don't February eighth. Nobody has it listed. That's because they're dumb. All How right. about you go to the Nintendo.com page that says it's coming out February eighth? Oh, rpgamer.com. Well, where is it on? A... It's on the sidebar. Right. They have that sidebar. That's what it's for. Away. Journey to the Unexpected on February 5th. That's another one we didn't come. Um, yeah, but and it's... Evil Land Legendaries Edition on February 5th. And Away. Journey to the Unexpected <laughs> on the Switch on February 7th. And Evil Land Legendary Edition on the Switch on February 7th. And Magic Scroll Tactics. On February 7th. Chris? Got, and then, hold on. And then Away Journey to the Expected on February 8th on the Xbox One. Um, actually, we weren't out here. Hold on. I need the full list. Does this work? I would like to point out to the readers that Chris is in charge of putting the release date stuff in. No, I'm not. Yeah, you are. No, I'm not. Yeah, you are. Into the podcast overview. Yeah. And Alex. what did you put into the podcast overview? When I click all releases, it doesn't show all releases. It brings me to a drop down. Oh, this yeah. thing. Yeah. Our, look. That... I already complained about this before the site launched, and nobody did anything about it. <laughs> it needs to get better. We're yeah. get, it's getting better. I don't okay? know how to use this thing. Yeah, nobody does. Nobody does. <laughs> that one, that, yeah, that one only does platforms. <laughs> and it doesn't look, even sort them after you pick the platform. It's a work in progress. <laughs> Now you know why I don't use our site for release dates, but this is cool. Um, Etrian, uh, Evil, Evil Land, Etrian Odyssey, Away, Magic Scroll Tactics, that's the 2D one we were talking about, God Eater 3, Yokai Watch 3. You have tons of RPGs to play. Go do it at some point. All right. What else, Anna? Um, thanks, everybody. Uh-huh. Thank you, Dale North, for doing our music. Uh-huh. Thank you, Kelly Ryan, for doing our art. What is everybody going to be playing this week? I'm playing a train Aussie Nexus. Chris is playing Fairy Fencer F and Diablo. And Diablo 3. So much Diablo 3. Always Diablo 3. He doesn't listen to me. I hear you. I just wanted to set, shout it out. Alex, what are you going to play? Kingdom Hearts? Kingdom Hearts plus Big Eater. Ooh, are you going to review that? Big Maybe. World Eater? God oh, world. God, God eater. Oh, right. God eater. Yeah. Three. Got it. Three. Trois. Oh, goodness. This podcast is a train wreck. Moe problems. Moe girls. Wait. What? Josh. Mm. Yeah, I'll be terrorizing the staff with screenshots from Mariage. No. Yes! <laughs> How about you, Jonathan? I don't know. Could someone, can I get a. Uh... A wake-up call to bother me to play Meet Year Zero, so I'll review it. Play Meet Year Zero. Losing, 
interest on it, huh? It's not really even that. But I gotta hook up my controller to my PC, and then it's like <laughs> <laughs> sit there. To me, I guess I might have a complex in my mind when I review, try to play a game for a review that I gotta sit there and like really pay attention and take notes and stuff. So it's almost like um studying the game instead of just playing the game. Mm. Do any of you have those problems? I swear I'm the only reviewer at RP Gamer that doesn't take notes. I don't take notes. Okay. Do you not? And then remember to take screenshots and it's like it's a it's not like I'm playing the game, it's like I'm doing work almost, but it's not Uh-oh. like that. That is kinda sorta true, but you can do it without less um stress and structure than that. So So to to me, it's like, or I can sit here and watch a Netflix show and play Battletech, and that's what I end up doing because I. <laughs> I'm like, oh yeah, I'll just do that later. I'll just do like a mission or two and watch this episode, and then it ends up being like five episodes and like ten missions. <laughs> We're gonna have to come around to that as a question of the week at some point. All right, thanks everybody. If you want to join us. Uh, we record Saturday mornings at 9 a.m. Pacific, noon Eastern. Otherwise, you can email podcast at rpgamer.com, call or text us at 608-729-4098. We got a text this week. Thanks, Ooh. Mr. Wolf. And, uh, or just uh, twitch.tv slash rpgamer, uh, rpgamer.com. We are at rpgamer on Twitter. We are rpgamer on YouTube and Facebook. Just, just love us. Love us. Join our Discord. Why don't you love us? All right. See everyone next week. That's very mean. Why don't you love us? Oh, yeah, we're done. Bye! 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 (laughs) 